Hello and welcome to Weirdos in the Wild with our co-host, A.J. Oxley, paranormal investigator with Beyond This Life Paranormal and multi-generational paranormal enthusiast, and Lynn Tencher, Beyond This Life Paranormal investigator, Reiki master, published author, and near-death experiencer. Travel with them, a couple of everyday weirdos, on a wild ride to all things paranormal and metaphysical. Coming up on Weirdos in the Wild, join AJ and Lynn as they take a look at the history and evidence of fairies and other otherworldly creatures. Do they exist? Have you seen them? Learn how. Hydra Publications is your one-stop shop for genre fiction, including those from horror master Michael West, starting with Poseidon's Children, The Legacy of the Gods, Book One. Man no longer worships the old gods, forgotten or forsaken. They become nothing more than myth and legend. But all that is about to change after the ruins of a vast ancient civilization are discovered on the ocean floor. Coast Guard officers find a series of derelict ships drifting in the current, high-priced yachts and leaking fishing boats, all ransacked and splattered with blood, their crews missing and presumed dead, and that's just the beginning. Do you struggle with depression, ongoing medical issues, or have you experienced past trauma? If you have, please consider the help of Energetic Healing. At Dragonfly Pond Holistic Services, we utilize Karuna Reiki, crystals to align and heal chakra function, meditation, and sound healing to address these issues and help you in your healing process. To learn more about energetic healing and how to contact us, visit our website at dragonflypondenergy.com. For those who call in to schedule an appointment, mention this ad and receive $25 off your initial visit. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Weirdos in the Wild. My name's AJ. And I'm Lynn. And today, we are going to discuss fairies. Yes, those little tinkerbells that fly around. Not exactly <laughs> tinkerbells. But we're going to talk about the history, the folklore, the beliefs of, and, and where it all comes from. Remember, please go to our website at uh, weirdosinthewild.com. Let us know if you've got any weird stories. We've got a lot of topics that we've came up with, and um, maybe you have a story that goes along with one of those topics, and uh, if so, we'd love to hear it, and maybe you could be a guest on our podcast. Um, we've got other guests that are coming up, and we've got good, uh, some good content I hope everyone will be looking forward to. So we're just going to jump right into it here, and I'm going to let Lynn take over, and we're going to talk about fairies and... Uh, kind of the history to start out with and go from there. We're going to start off talking a little bit about exactly what a fairy is. I have two definitions, one from dictionary.com that says they are a small imaginary being of human form that is magical powers, especially of a female. Not the magical powers, I'm assuming, but the, <laughs> the female version of a fairy has <clears throat> the magical powers. Wikipedia also has a description of fairies that are also known as fae, fair folk, pixie, sprites, as a type of mythical being or legendary creature found in the folklore of multiple European cultures, including Celtic, Slavic, Germanic, English, and French folklore. Um, they are also known as a form of spirit, often described as metaphysical, supernatural, or preternatural. If you've never experienced seeing a fairy, which I have not, 
I have not either. <laughs> we kind of lean more towards the definitions here of imaginary or mythical or whatever, but um, I'm kind of at the point in my life that I don't discount a whole lot, so there may be these these creatures out there. Um, you know, we just haven't experienced it yet. That is true. You know, there are ways to explain what has happened um, and what people are seeing, and I'm with Lynn. It's uh, I'm not going to discount or not believe some what someone says. Right, because I know there's there's people out there that swear they exist. They have stories or photos or you know um, accounts that can back them up. And and if you're one of those people, we would love to hear from you. Like AJ said, we'd love for you to share your story with us. And to just you know, we're kind of wondering exactly what fairies might be. In our investigation and you know doing our our due diligence here, we you know seen some pictures, and they've come up from everywhere from. People that say randomly they caught them. Seen pictures on hunters' trail cams. Mm-hmm. Could they be bugs? Maybe. Could they be orbs? Could be. Could be. And they could be fairies. Some of the pictures <clears throat> do look pretty compelling. You see, like a humanoid figure with mm-hmm. wings, and they're tiny and they're bright. And yep, you um, see arms and legs, and, right. and um, so it's kind of hard to discount it as a bug. Right. And, you know, some of the things out there, too, that are also considered fairies by some are like gnomes and goblins and and things like that. So they're not all nice, sweet, little, flittery, winged creatures. No, they're um, all not Tinkerbell. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, some Christian religions think of them as uh, maybe demoted angels or demons. Um, pagans see them as spirits of dead or prehistoric humans or spirits of nature that live in woodlands and gardens. I mean, there's a, there's a wide variety. I actually own an encyclopedia of spirits that's probably three inches thick of all the different kinds of creatures there are out there that kind of fall into the category of fairies or spirits. They're also not always nice from what I hear and have read that some of them can be tricksters. There is that side that a lot of people believe that they are mischievous. Mm-hmm. They like to play jokes on people, or mm-hmm. they like to, you know, some reports make people sick. You know, they can kill your garden if they, you know, get mad at you or whatever. Um, actually, the queen of the fairies, her name is Maeve. She has been known to be the one who tells who could be kings or not in certain lands. Um, she has been known to take different kings to her bed even. Um, and if she didn't like you, you weren't going to be the king. So whatever influence that she could have in that arena, that's what she, what she's known for. But she, I think, had been banished and became the queen of the fairies, I believe is the story. There's been fairy reports here in the United States as well that can even date back to prior. Prior to the colonization of the United yeah. States and the, and the New World. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, it seems like that most of the, the folklore, history, the stories, however you may want to say it, comes from Europe. There's a belief that as people from Europe came to the Americas, the fairies came with them. (laughs) And there could have been some that did, Mm -hmm. but there's been uh, creatures here long before that. The Native Americans have their own stories, um, from rock throwing Fairies to uh... yeah, from fairies that are very we were very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that comes from the folklore or the history of the uh, Shoshone and Cherokee Indians in which they believe there was a, what they called little people that lived in the Rocky Mountains. And they were very aggressive to outsiders. And um, they believed that, yes, they would throw rocks at them. Um, they would even shoot poison-tipped arrows at them. Oh, wow. But they also believe that um, that these groups, again, just like the European version of these stories, that they were very mischievous and they liked to play tricks on people. And um, that there is also a belief that um, there is a group of these little people that were um, <clears throat> very good-natured and were known to help and actually mm-hmm. known as healers. So you have a wide variety um, of the fairies and the stories, just like in America, that, that, that as the stories that came from Europe. Mm-hmm. There's even the green fairy who developed a reputation as being a muse, and she helped some, um, you know, the people with her creativity, providing inspiration and, and kind of help stimulate their own talents um, to help them succeed. Uh, people tend to work with fairies. They um, can build altars to them and make offerings. Um, different fairies have different requests that they want in return if you're asking for their help, but... But, you know, there's different people that actually work with fairies. Um, but just one thing to remember that I've, in everything that I've seen about that, if you're going to work with a fairy, make sure you protect yourself. And above all, be respectful to the fairy. Um, it's the same way when you ghost hunt. Be respectful to the spirits that you're trying to communicate or that are in the places that you're going to go. So it's kind of across the board with the paranormal to give them some respect. Lynn and I are very, very much believers of that, yeah. especially when we ghost. You guys know that we are, that's what we do. We're ghost hunters, mm-hmm. and we are not the ghost hunters that go in and provoke or do anything, anything even close to that. Right. We are very respectful, and we, and like Lynn said, we would hope that, you know, if you're, in, you know, encountering a ghost or a fairy or a, you know, any type of little person, mm-hmm. um, because fairies, you know, they're tricksters. They want That's favors right. in return. So you don't want to piss one off, I <laughs> no, don't think. You don't. You've got to pay the troll. you got to pay the troll to the troll, right? There you go. Because <laughs> they are also considered a fairy. <laughs> but fairies also hold, you know, magic knowledge. They know they're supposed to understand and know all there is to know about magic, as well as they can cast magic on their own. One of the things that they can do, um, which... I think really helps them out in this world that's not the fairy realm um, is that they can make themselves invisible to hide from humans or, you know, they can hide inside flowers. There's, you know, a lot of places that they can just kind of disappear, keep themselves out of the mainstream. Um, They've also known to be very strong, have exceptional strength, and they could possibly be immortal, although I have found some, some things in here of ways that you might be able to kill one, although I wouldn't want to. I don't know why anybody would, but... There are ways. No. But Um, now that you talk about that, there are a couple of stories where fairies, skeletons, and mummies have been found. One of the most famous ones was uh, a skeleton was found in a nest, a bird's nest, a falcon. I believe it's a falcon's mm -hmm. nest that was in um, the Rocky Mountains. 
and it sure looks like a very, very small human is what the pictures that we, that we saw. Um, there was a head, a rib cage, arms, no legs on this particular skeleton. And then there's also a picture of mummies um, from the San Pedro Mountains that have showed up, which are very, very a very small human-looking type of mummy. Um, you know, head, arms, legs, um, but was very, very small. And people seem to believe that was either some sort of fairy, gnome, troll type of, mm. of thing as well. So... There is some actual evidence out there that is more than just photographs or stories. I know. I, I personally have a friend who said that in her apartment, she lived in in LaGrange, Kentucky, actually, that she had brownies in her apartment that would appear, which a brownie is like a very small man, kind of dark colored, almost dirty looking. <laughs> but I remember her talking about it would run in and out of her apartment or that she could see him running through the apartment. She had, like, few, few of them. So she moved <laughs> quite quickly and got out of there. But she swears, you know, that that's exactly what happened. So um, could very well be. Mm -hmm. I think at this point we are going to take a little break and hear uh, something from our sponsors. And then when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, fairies and have a couple of stories as well. Hydra Publications is your one-stop shop for genre fiction, including those from horror master Michael West, starting with Poseidon's Children, The Legacy of the Gods, Book One. Man no longer worships the old gods, forgotten and forsaken. They become nothing more than myth and legend. But all that is about to change after the ruins of a vast ancient civilization are discovered on the ocean floor. Coast Guard officers find a series of derelict ships drifting in the current, high-priced yachts and leaking fishing boats, all ransacked and splattered with blood. Their crew is missing and presumed dead, and that's just the beginning. Do you struggle with depression, ongoing medical issues, or have you experienced past trauma? If you have, please consider the help of Energetic Healing. At Dragonfly Pond Holistic Services, we utilize Karuna Reiki, crystals to align and heal chakra function, meditation, and sound healing to address these issues and help you in your healing process. To learn more about energetic healing and how to contact us, visit our website at dragonflypondenergy.com. For those who call in to schedule an appointment, mention this ad and receive $25 off your initial visit. Welcome back to Weirdos in the Wild. Before we return to our program, AJ and I would like to take a moment to remember my brother John Tencher, co-founder of Beyond This Life Paranormal, and Alan Oxley, AJ's father. Both passed away just before we recorded our first episode. Each and every episode going forward from this one on will be in remembrance of them. Thank you. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Um, we're going to continue our discussion about fairies and little people and um we'll let lynn tell us a couple of um stories that she's ran across about fairies as far as stories everybody's familiar with sleeping beauty right mm -hmm. that uh you know it's a fairy tale disney uh made it into a movie and then remade it into a movie um 
But we're all familiar with the three fairies that showed up at the birth of the princess. And they all came to bestow a gift or, you know, get part of the lore is to, um, when a baby is born, it, they tell them what their fate is going to be in life or, you know, give mm-hmm. them a magical ability or whatever the fairy deems fit for the, for the baby. So that's where the story came from. Um, very old, old folklore, but there's been lots of beliefs, uh, lots of, um, you know, even up to the, the level of kings and queens. And whenever their, their babies were born, they would make altars to fairies and invite them and said that the fairies usually would show up in threes, just like the, the Disney story. So there's a lot of, you know, you think of Disney as being purely fiction. There's a lot of that that is based on tradition or, you know, the old folklore. So let's hopefully, you know, they didn't give curses, but I think, you know, some of the, um, some of the stories that I was reading, they, you know, if a fairy showed up that didn't get invited, um, that that would make them mad and they could bestow a curse, which is also what Sleeping Beauty is based off of. So I guess, you know, if you're going to have a baby and you want to build an altar, make sure you send invitations to all the fairies <laughs> so you don't have, have one that doesn't get their invitation and gets mad because they can't come bestow their gifts. There's also uh, tiny fairy, flower fairies that live and they're very, very tiny, little winged spirits. They go from flower to flower. Um, you're not supposed to really be able to see them. However, some people can. Um, they can take they're also known to be shapeshifters, so they can actually take the form of a full-size human being, and you don't know that you're actually talking to a fairy or a spirit. Um, they say that every single flower has its own fairy, and that a field of wildflowers has, as you can imagine, lots and lots of fairies. Um, they usually like the blossoms of poisonous plants as well, like the belladonna or wolfsbane. And each fairy has their own personality. It's not like, you know, a bunch of dragonflies out there. Although some people say dragonflies are fairies that, you know, if you think of it, that have one purpose in life to go and eat and mate and, and then die off. You know, they all have their own personalities and they could be tricksters or they could be helpful or they could be whatever they want to be, just like we are, I guess. Um, there's also a green fairy that is also known as the absinthe fairy. So there's some things around her that says, you know, absinthe, if you're a partaker of absinthe and you have visions or whatever that you might actually get to see her. So there, you know, there's some, some things kind of up in the air on, are you seeing the fairy because of the absinthe or are you seeing the fairy because of the absinthe? You know, <laughs> there's, there's a, you know, different opinions there. Um, well, you talk about the green mm-hmm. uh, fairies. I ran across this that talks about green elves and pixies, and these are specifically that are that have been seen in America. And the green elves are, um, you know, they they have a green. What well, they call them green elves because they have a greenish tinted skin, and um, they're seen wearing green caps on their heads. Hmm. And the green elves are um, shorter than kind of what the elves that have been spoken about and passed down in in Europe, and specifically in Irish folklore. And um, they believe that they live in trees, 
and in um, Ireland they were seen in ancient burial grounds, which some people then connect them with um, dead or what the sometime what they call fairyland. So this account comes from Maryland, and um, this is a person that had very large trees on their property. This person claimed that one of those trees felt incredibly magical to that person. And that one day they actually had a psychic come to their house to check this out. And um, the psychic mentioned um, tiny winged fairies that were floating around that oak tree. Mm. And uh, um, so at that point in time, they dubbed that the oak, the, the fairy tree, that oak tree. This person also had a similar experience later in their life. Of all things, they were living in Florida, and they had a a grapefruit tree that became their um, their pixie or what they call it, their pixie tree or their or their fairy tree. So you know there are there are definitely similarities of uh, the same stories of people or places. Like the green people. There's Mm -hmm. also another story here that I have about green kids, which is fascinating, but also a little sad. Mm. It's the green children of Walpit. It says, this is from over nine centuries. People young and old throughout the world have been mesmerized by a story that could have proved the existence of fairies or fairy-like creatures and this was, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And this was outlined in a 12th century book. And it was supposed to be of two siblings who turned up in the village in, of Walpot in England. And the two children um, entered the town. Um, they couldn't speak the language. They knew no one. No one knew who they were. Um, they had clothes on that was not... Anything that people in that time frame had seen before. And it turned out that these two were brother and sister. Some people believe that um, that they were wild people, wild beasts, uh, because their skin was green. Um, and not from outer space green. Well... Maybe I'm not going to say that. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm you know, I'm into all things weird well, and wild, right. so... I'm not going to say that maybe they weren't little green people. The story goes on to say that when um, they were offered food, they preferred to eat raw food instead of cooked food. But slowly but surely, they kind of transformed into that way of life at that point in time. And I guess that means, you know, they became, you know, more towards regular kids um, but one strange thing happened is that, that the children were baptized. And when they were baptized, the boy died. Oh, wow. The girl, she went on to learn to speak English. She began eating things other than raw vegetable type foods. And then her green coloring eventually went away. According to the girl later in life when she learned how to speak English and everything... Um, her brother and her were from a place known as St. Martin's Land. And in this place, everything was green, even the people. <laughs> and the story is that they were herding cattle. They 
follow, they got lost. They heard a bell and they followed it. And when they followed it, they ended up in this new world or in England at this time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, where, where did they come from? From another, was it a, another dimension? Was it another world? Like you said, maybe they were from somewhere else. They walked through a wormhole. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Because England's not that big. I would imagine if, you know, there were green people living somewhere, they would have known it. So that's, that's interesting. So um, that's another story that has to go along with the, the green people. Yeah. Chris, they could have walked, somehow made it over from Ireland. Have you ever been overseas? No, I've never been there. Oh, Ireland is pretty amazing. Um, because I'm obviously Irish. Anybody who knows me sees me, you know, with blonde, fair skin, freckles. My freckles are about gone, but I had freckles like crazy. Um, so I went went to Ireland to kind of, you know, try to reconnect with my ancestry. And I walked through the forest outside of Malahide Castle. If you've ever been someplace where you feel like you're being watched, the woods in Ireland is it. I felt like thousands of eyes were on us. And they're, I mean, it's so lush and green because the weather almost stays perfect year-round, you know, nice and cool and lots of rain. And I'm not kidding you, a fern is bigger than you are in these in the forest. So I could see that being, you know, like Ferngully, the cartoon Ferngully, very lush and the fairies living mm-hmm. there. Um, but I don't know if that played a part in it or I was really literally feeling thousands of eyes watching me walk through the woods. You know, that's a, that's a different episode, <laughs> but the, uh, the woods can be a creepy place. Oh, yeah. That'll be a different episode. But Could anyway. also be another episode on the mental capabilities of Lynn here. <laughs> no, I you weren't going to say that. Were I didn't say it. <laughs> we are weird after all. Um, but yes, the woods can be a strange and creepy place. Mm-hmm. And being from Kentucky, both of us have spent a lot of times in the woods. And I know for myself, there's been times I've been in the woods and I've been creeped out. Yeah. And I live in the middle of them, and there's times I get creeped out. So, yeah. But that's for another episode. Yeah. But that is another story kind of related to this idea that, uh, you know, that maybe fairies or gnomes or the the green men, you know, are, do they have green skin? Maybe that is part of it. Could be. Like I said, <clears throat> I may not have experienced it, but I don't discount anything. Not anymore. Nope. <laughs> at one point in my life, I'd never experienced a full-on shadow person like I did either so <laughs> again there are there are different theories about it and you know and maybe they are just little people that's all they are is little people mm-hmm. so what do you do if you have some little people that you don't want to be around I don't know tell me <laughs> I hope you know because I, I don't know <laughs> there's I did find some things that <coughs> you can uh, fight the fairies with if you want to or banish them or whatever um There's a theory that an extremely strong electromagnetic field for a long period of time could actually cause them to explode. Oh, well, that's not very nice. No, it's not. It's a horrible death. (laughs) And I'm not exactly sure how to generate an electromagnetic field strong enough or long enough to make something explode unless you put them in a microwave. Okay. I don't know. That's not, I don't recommend that. No, no. Do, Do not put your fairies in the microwave. No. Don't put them in a mason jar either. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
Lemons and limes are supposed to be poisonous. Okay. As well as silver will burn them, which makes me think of a silver bullet. Could a werewolf be a big, nasty, gnarly fairy of some sort? Don't know. Something else to ponder. Hmm. Um, <laughs> and here's a funny one. If you want to keep them busy, throw a bunch of grains on the ground because they will run and count them all. They're like obsessed and have to count and organize all the grains. So like rice or corn? Like or? rice or corn or wheat. or. So they're obsessive compulsive. Yeah. All right. That's, that's the theory. All right. So, um, salt can also be deadly if they have a wound and you rub salt in the wound, which I think is where that came ah, from. Ah, where that, yeah, that old saying, yes. Um, iron also can burn them just like silver can. Um, if you're out and about and you want to be protected from them, um, so that you don't get, you know, like they're supposed to be able to gaze at you when you, when they have magic or whatever and cast spells, if you want to protect yourself, wear sunglasses I guess that repels whatever magic's coming at you. Um, and one of their very favorite things, if you love them and you want them to stay around, is cream. That they absolutely adore cream and that they can actually get drunk off of cream. So I'm guessing that might be where milk drunk phrase comes from. <laughs> See, a lot of this stuff carries through your whole life and you had no idea that it goes back to fairies. Um, they're also susceptible to magic, so not only can they cast spells, they are, you know, susceptible to spells as well. Um, any kind of radiation could also make them explode. What uh, is up with them exploding? I don't know. So, I, I keep thinking of gremlins. <laughs> 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 That's really bad. Um, but poisonous bugs, like, I guess, maybe they might be allergic to a wasp sting or... You know, could be talking about a brown recluse spider or black widow or anything like that. Yeah. But they're susceptible to poisonous bugs that they, that can actually kill them. Um, poppy extract, which I guess I think is where opium is derived from. So they like to get high. But that can kill them. Well, so, well. You know, it can kill us too. So That's true. Too much of any good thing, right? <laughs> but um, we won't explode. No, we don't explode. Well, as as no, there is, well, there is spontaneous combustion, if you believe in that. Well, the very next thing on the list is fire. So, oh, there you go. So we can spontaneously Again, that's a, that's burn. That's another. That's another episode. Spontaneous right. combustion. <laughs> <laughs> and th this one makes me think of vampires because you know, maybe a vampire is a fairy of sorts. I don't know, but if you kill the mother, the rest of the family dies. So it's like killing the lead vampire can kill all the vampires they created. Well, you know when you talked about the silver and the silver bullet, mm -hmm. you know, like that's kind of made me think of that vampire thing earlier too, so. Yep. That's okay. an interesting concept as well. Maybe they are something. Maybe they're not really fairies. Maybe they're... Something else paranormal. Yeah, it make my head hurt if I think yeah. about that too much. There we go. I'll go down that rabbit hole tonight. You wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> And then the mirror, if you want to, if you suspect somebody is a fairy or um, a paranormal being, you're supposed to be able to hold a mirror to them and see their true selves, their true form. So I guess vampires. So nothing. it's back to that vampire thing again. <laughs> a vampire is really nothing because it won't right. show anything. But that makes you wonder because I know there's a lot of talk about mirrors being portals, or you know. I know personally, I've had personal experiences of seeing ghosts behind me in mirrors. 
that there's something to a mirror. Um, so you never know. You know, I never thought anything about mirrors until I, until, you know, our good ghost hunting friend and colleague, you know, Missy started talking about mirrors and mm-hmm. now they freak me out like crazy. It's, yeah. It's her fault. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of recorded history of people when they go to bed, they cover their mirrors. Yeah. You know, I've seen a little black creature of some sort sitting on a mirror in the middle of the night in my house. Not where I am now, but where I lived a few years ago. There's there's something about mirrors. Just All right. I've seen many ghosts. I've seen one behind me while I was brushing my teeth. I've seen one behind me in a mirror that's on the little tiny mirror across the wall. I could see it behind me when I'm sitting on the couch. So there's something about mirrors. So that one that one has some credence with me. Um so now that's the third uh, topic for another uh, <laughs> another episode. As literally as I'm writing this down here, because um, it's funny how you you pick up on one thing and it leads you down fourteen others. Yes, and just so you all know, this week Lynn and I were just texting back and forth with topic ideas, and we have a ton of them. Mm-hmm. But those three were not on the list. No, so, so there we go. <clears throat> And we decided on fairies for this one because it's so far off of all the other things that we've done so far that we thought it would be something a little different. Yep. I did find an article saying that fairies sometimes try to communicate with us, even though they don't want us to see them. That they can send they can send messages through acorns, leaves, or flowers. That is one thing that I did not come across. Is that like speech? Like they like speaking mm-hmm. to them or are they wanting to speak to us i did not come across anything about that hmm did you no but i have to do research i mean i know you can you can work with them and ask for help with things so i would think that you could communicate somehow and maybe it's telekinetic or you know tell well sorry telekinesis mm-hmm. that's moving objects whatever it is telepathic that's the word i'm looking for where you know you can t- go through your thoughts and talk to them through your thoughts. So maybe it's you made that. me think of that. Uh, that's telekinesis, Kyle. You ever listen to Jack Black? And you're looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> Tenacious D. No. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, that one. Some of on you me. will get that reference. Some of you won't. I guess so. So I might have to watch that just so I'm in the know, right? <laughs> yes. It's inappropriate. Don't listen to it. I, you know, it's just me. So. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so there are some people, though, that do believe other cryptids mm-hmm. do communicate through, specifically Bigfoot, through mind speak. Mm-hmm. So maybe that is something that, that, that you know, it could be a, a mind speak type of thing. Could be. Or they all speak Gaelic, one or the other. <laughs> Yeah, then I'm Cause, out. Because Gaelic's kind of a lost language, unfortunately. There's Can still you use your, your iPhone to translate that? Yeah, really. <laughs> Siri, can you tell me what she said? <laughs> Other little fun facts is that they're typically the fairies, at least the ones that live in the woods and deal with the flowers and all that. They typically are only active May to October. They tend to hibernate after that. But I'm sure there's plenty of snow fairies and stuff that. Well, you know, know that just kind seems of, like it should be a thing. Well, that also does make sense too, because you know, in most of Europe has a, a four seasons, just like we do in this part of the country. So, 
Mm -hmm. It kind of almost makes sense that, okay, they would hibernate in the wintertime. Yeah, I would. I want to be a bear. Uh, yeah, I saw that post. There's a meme going around. Um, the, I'm going to be a bear. <laughs> Could be or maybe fat. they just go to Florida for the winter. Who yeah. knows? Be a bear and be fat with hairy legs and nobody cares. <laughs> okay, that's another episode. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting our list together. Y'all. <coughs> Let's see where we're going. Bears. Uh, no. No. Okay. You know, there, the, there is also lots of evidence that you know, as and I, as I was looking for stuff here, you know, there's stuff as recent within the last couple years of people catching um, what they believe to be fairies. So it's just not a, you know, a old European Medieval. myth yeah. or, you know, yeah. hey, that they people came over when they colonized the states. You know, there's, um, you know, I saw this. This is from 2019 and it was a guy that caught this on a. Uh, on a trail cam, you know, like he had in the woods for his his hunting, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, it looks like wings and legs and and, feet. and hat and yeah. a head. I mean, so it's not that this is something that's not just old folklore. It's still going on to this day, right? And I did catch that on my security cam. I caught one very interesting uh, photo that. Almost looks like it could be fairy-ish. Um, I'll throw that up on the Facebook page and on the website. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll get a lot of naysaying comments as well as, you know, what the trolls out there. But, you know, right, I'm willing to put it up there. I can take it. <laughs> a lot of the footage could be, you know, people could say is mm-hmm. is a bug, is a bird. Um, and it could very well be. And it could very well be. Um you know, there, again, there's the belief in orbs, and mm-hmm. um, you know my belief in orbs. I, I didn't believe in orbs until about four or five months ago, and I saw one with my own eyes. And so, um, so I'm not going to discount that either. No, no, you have to give your quote the, and tout the the other podcast you're listening to. Yeah, hold on. What's I, I listen to? Um, hold on, I've got to get. Let me look here, because I have to give the right name, because I really enjoy this podcast. Okay, it's called The Confessionals. At the end of it, the host says something similar to, you know, the truth will set you free, but it'll piss you off first. <laughs> well, that is my, that is my orb experience. <laughs> it didn't, I didn't believe in it. I saw it. I saw it with my own two eyes. And it pissed me off because I had to change my whole thought process on orbs. So. <laughs> yes, Tony Merkel. Um, Tony, if you ever come across our our little podcast here, um, I love your podcast. It's great. I love everything about it. You talk about all things weird just like we do. And yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's what got us. I think... That's probably one of the podcasts that influenced you to come up with the idea that we do a podcast. Yeah, I listen to about three or four religiously. Um, he is his is one of them. I listen to Bigfoot and Beyond because I love Bigfoot, and mm-hmm. that's the guys from the Bigfoot show um, that was on TV. And um, I also listen to another one called Sasquatch Chronicles, and. And I, I love that one. I think that one may be my favorite. Um, and um, so, yeah. So all these weird podcasts that I listen to, 
I think really kind of led us to to this one. So Wes, Wes does Sasquatch Chronicles. Wes, if you ever hear us on our little TV podcast, love yours as well. So Now I'm on a mission because I found out that if I want to see a fairy, there's something that I could do to try to help me see one. And that is to find what's called a hagstone. And a hagstone is made naturally in like rivers or body of water uh, where the water will pool in a little spot and keep pooling and eroding away until eventually there's a hole in a rock. You're supposed to be able to take that, that rock, and it has many uses. It's actually considered a holy stone or a witch stone. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, it's formed in nature, um, but it's supposed to be powerful and protective, talisman, protects from curses, hexes, negative spirits, and harm. And it can, if you put it like uh, by your bedside, it can help prevent nightmares. But also if you look through the little hole that you're supposed to be able to see the fey folk or other or otherworldly creatures. So you can see fairies? Mm-hmm. What else? I guess maybe you can help you see Bigfoot. Who knows? You know, Bigfoot, I think, is another worldly creature. Yeah. You know, or gnomes or gnomes. goblins. Goblins. And I think of the Spiderwick Chronicles. They have a... A stone with a hole in it that they use to. Oh. If you've ever seen that, it's a really good movie. So I'm you're really... supposed to find one of these out in nature. Mm-hmm. Huh? You can't go buy one. You can't get. It's got to be nature, nature made, not. Because I've got something man made. So I doubt that work. works. I've never tried, but I don't know. I guess I could try. Yeah, we're gonna have to go and put that up your eye and see if you can. <laughs> see what I can see. You're like a monocle. <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> like a monocle on the. Would be like the guy on the. What do you call it? Monopoly guy? Oh, yeah. There goes that weird old lid again. <coughs> Lynn's out in the wild being weird. That's right. i got this rock she's looking through. So what is this rock called again? A hagstone. Uh, like an old witch, I guess. An old hagstone. AJ's going to Google it for us. Oh. Okay. Yep. You know, the funny thing is, I've seen rocks like this out in the wild before. Mm-hmm. Little did you know. Little did I know that they were weirdos in the wild. Should have picked one up. I should have, and I, I like seriously, I did, I have seen these before. You know, I live on Knob Creek, so maybe we should go walk up and down the creek, see what we can find. People do that all the time, find arrowheads and and geodes. Maybe we can find some hagstones. Well, you can buy two pounds of them for twenty bucks. Those look man-made, though. That looks like somebody <laughs> just drilled a hole in that one, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> that ain't real. No, I want to find a real one. One that I found in the nature, in the wild. See if, it, see if we could see something. All right. Well, we're going to take another break real quick. We're going to let you hear from our sponsors. And we'll be back and we're going to wrap up our episode here. Hydra Publications is your one-stop shop for genre fiction, including those from horror master Michael West, starting with Poseidon's Children, The Legacy of the Gods, Book One. Man no longer worships the old gods, forgotten and forsaken. They become nothing more than myth and legend. But all that is about to change after the ruins of a vast ancient civilization are discovered on the ocean floor. Coast Guard officers find a series of derelict ships drifting in the current, high-priced yachts and leaking fishing boats, all ransacked and splattered with blood. Their crew is missing and presumed dead, and that's just the beginning. Do you struggle with depression? ongoing medical issues, or have you experienced past trauma? If you have, please consider the help of Energetic Healing. 
At Dragonfly Pond Holistic Services, we utilize Karuna Reiki, crystals to align and heal chakra function, meditation, and sound healing to address these issues and help you in your healing process. To learn more about energetic healing and how to contact us, visit our website at dragonflypondenergy.com. For those who call in to schedule an appointment, mention this ad and receive $25 off your initial visit. All right, welcome back, everybody. Um, we're going to talk about one other thing. We talked briefly about the the history and uh, some of the American folklore, um, and we'll talk specifically about a group that uh, the Cherokee Native Americans spoke of, and they had a name for them, which I am not going to try to say because I have no idea how to say it. Um, but but it was translated as people who live everywhere and little people. There is actually a famous photograph of a Choctaw Indian doctor posing with a little person helper. Um, and um, this little person is standing on a table beside this doctor. And this little person looks to be somewhere 12 to 18 inches tall. Um, the belief is, is as this has came through, um, as I've said, Cherokee history, um, that it is, uh, the Cherokee people truly believe this. And, um, they believe that as they were working the land, becoming part of the land, they would, um, come across where these little people lived. They believed that they um, would find their tunnels. They would find, like, kind of depressions where they believed that that was where they would live as well. Depressions in the In the ground. Depressions into the ground. That they believed that they lived there and that um, some of the early settlers would basically use these depressions to discard trees, limbs, things like that as they're clearing the ground. And they would come back and everything they'd thrown into this depression would be taken out of the, the, the depression. Hmm. Um, so the belief in the, the folklore of the Native Americans were that, you know, hey, why'd you throw this on my house? We're getting it off up here. <laughs> and um, then there was also the belief that they lived in tunnels. And there is um, stories of um, little skulls that were found. And... Um, this was actually found by a um, a Western Carolina University professor. At first, they thought that this was a child's skull because it was so small. Coming to find out, it wasn't. It was a full-grown adult. So there is some kind of um, evidence besides just stories as well. So these people um, are found, like I said, in Appalachia. The, the main areas and stories that go along with it is North Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, Basically, they're saying most people are about knee-high, so maybe a foot, foot and a half tall. They're human-like, but the Native Americans kind of believe them more to be like spirits. Long hair, um, different shades of skin color from black, white, and golden. And um, But they do believe... Uh, that they are a lot like what we would call fairies in that they can cast spells. Um, 
They are protectors of the forest that um, they do like to do things such as other fairies have known to do, sing, dance, play music. But they also say that um, they are watching humans from afar, in some cases assisting humans. The Cherokee people believe that the, the little people would also come during times of hardship for the Native Americans. And there's an example that the little people follow the, the Cherokees along what we know today as the Trail of Tears um, when the, they were moved west to the, um, the reservations. And they were serving as protectors and comforters of the Native Americans as they were, as they were being forced to move off of their native lands. There's also a belief that if you find something that is out of place in the woods, that it belongs to the little people. So if you were to come across a knife, a trinket, some jewelry, something like that, you don't ask permission to take it, that you're going to make the little people mad. And just like some of the other stories that we found out, um, they will throw rocks at a person who takes their their property. Wow. Um, there is the belief that, yes, they live in the forest. They live underground. And, they, and it is described as, which I kind of find funny, as elaborate townhouses. <laughs> um, so, again, they do have some of the um, characteristics of, of normal, well, I guess what you would say, not, I don't know, the fairies are normal but normal what you would <laughs> say characteristic of that they um they are they can be um invisible there's some there's a belief that they are immortal there's also a belief that they can um teleport themselves oh wow yes um they can speak in the cherokee language to the cherokee people which was the question we had earlier about speaking. Mm -hmm. Um, But they also have their own language. There is a belief that they want to teach humanity about treating nature and people with uh, about friendship, goodwill and kindness and um, treating nature the way it should be. They believe that there are three to four of these groups of little people as they believe Um, the Laurel people and they are known as the mischievous bunch. Um, the rock people, which they're known to be somewhat unpleasant, so I guess they're the grumpy ones. Mm-hmm. Um, the dogwood people, they are good-natured, and they are caretakers, I guess caretakers of the forest. And then in Oklahoma, um, there's also another one, an, another group there, and it um, doesn't really say a whole lot about them except the name that I cannot pronounce. Um but it is funny that they do believe that there is some sort of maybe mild danger associated with these um, beings or creatures or whatever you want to call them. That um, you know they may be mysterious, but um, there are some some dangers that also lurk around. Them. Wow! So wear your sunglasses. Wear your sunglasses. <laughs> Don't take their stuff. Keep limes and lemons in your pockets. That's right. So. Don't carry your microwave out into the woods. <clears throat> That's right. <laughs> so, um, you know, just another example of how the belief is that it's um, that these types of fairies, little people, have been here for many, many years in the United States. That's really cool. Yep. 
I wonder if that could be my friend who says she saw brownies. I wonder if it's something similar to what a brownie is. No, it's it's interesting to know. I mm. mean, there's, you know, there's other stories that there's a story I heard that, you know, that's not far from where your house is about somebody who spotted a little person along a riverbank. You know, from this description that this person had given when I heard this story, it's not much different than what you what I've just read to about a little person here. Mm-hmm. So it does make you wonder. And um, they said that that person just kind of disappeared into the ground as well. So well, maybe they do live underground. So interesting. So we need to get our hagstones and hag go to the gates of hell in E-Town out in the woods and see if what we could see. <laughs> might see something supernatural there. That's too. true. We might see a little person or a fairy or a troll. Or a goblin. Or a goblin. Or just, you know, maybe out in my woods. Maybe just... Who knows? Or you just your everyday old ghost. Yeah. So. All right. Well. That's something that we would call a ghost. Your everyday ghost. Your everyday ghost. <laughs> it is everyday to us at this point. At this point, yeah. So. It's still fascinating, though. Every time. We, we do learn. Every time we go somewhere, we learn something new and something unexpected happens. So. Yep. Um, so maybe they are fairies because we we have ran into some mis, um, mischievous things as well. So that's true, especially at Octagon Hall. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. Yep. No. All right. Well, we're gonna wrap this up, but um, I hope everyone has enjoyed our our talk about fairies today, little people. Um, if you have any um, some sort of story that you would like to tell that has to um, involves little people or fairies um, let us know again go to our website we would love to hear it so you can email info at weirdosinthewild.com tell us your story and maybe we'll read it on the a future podcast that's right or have you on our future podcast that's true so another thing that um, down the road and we would like suggestions as well is we would like to do a um, question and answer episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start promoting that here um, for our next few episodes. Hopefully we can get some questions and um, we can answer what we know. We're not experts, but nope. we'll but. sure, we're sure, we sure, bleh, we will sure dig into the weird stuff and see what we can find out. That's right. And maybe one of these days we'll do one of these live. So you can sit and actually talk to us. Get to know us a little bit better. That's right. All right, Lynn. Take us home. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. And keep it weird, y'all. Thank you for joining us at Weirdos in the Wild. Please show us some love and support on our Patreon account at Weirdos in the Wild. Like us on all of our social media. And if you've had an experience you'd like to share with us, visit our site at weirdosinthewild.com. Until next time, keep it weird, y'all.